Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and front disclose back to the Undressing Underground Podcast without kittens and unicorns because she is, for some reason, fulfilling her civic duty that we all managed to avoid, but she was unable to for whatever weird reason. She's a jury duty. And, uh, all this shit got fucked up, so we didn't have anything for today. The music just got fucked up, too. But you won't notice that because I'm gonna fix us like a fucking genius. Anyway, since she's not here, I, uh, called my friend and recorded the conversation without telling him. Because I have no one else to put up. I was going to walk around my apartment reading Poe and just mix a bunch of songs by people I know under it. But it seemed like a lot of effort. And it was a lot easier to just call my friend back after he left me a voicemail and just, you know, talk to him. So here's that if you want it. Uh, I think he's funny. And I enjoy what he's doing. As far as I know, having not... Uh, read or watched any of it, but I enjoy the things it's done in the past. Uh, yeah, so real quick, go back, listen to the Poe episode on Tuesday. It's a lot of fun. Features Sarah Century, Arvo Zylo, The Smudge, Mother Whore, Jennifer C. Martin and her husband Daniel Martin, Brennan Dumais. Am I forgetting anybody? I don't, oh, and T. Volpone. Sorry, T. Uh, but yeah, go back to that. It was a lot of fun. I think it turned out really fucking well. They're all great. And uh, go back to last week, listen to Sarah Century, too, and whoever the fuck uh, kittens talk to if you miss her. I think she talks to the Gaijin. That was pretty good, I guess. I don't listen to it, but it was probably good. He seems like a nice guy. I'll listen to the first few minutes. Also, subscribe, send money, whatever. Come back on Tuesday for Mazilo. Come back next week for who the fuck Kins is going to talk to. You know all that shit. Uh, send money. If you send enough money, I'll send you a copy of the cassette of the Poe episode once it's made. I'm not going to tell you how much you need to send for it to happen. But assume it's more than $15, probably. I'm not totally sure it is, but it's probably all right. Anyway, here's Daniel James Hugh Bernie. Hey, um, checking in. Since you're kind of off the grid, um, I finally got around to publishing my book. Only I'm going to do it kind of episodically because I saw that that works kind of well for Kindle. If you put something up there that's like a dollar, people are willing to get a shot. So I got like the first 15 pages of my book up there for a dollar. And then later I'll put out something more substantial. Um, it costs a little bit more. But as it is, it's like a complete story. And it didn't really change if you looked at the other stuff except that I added. I developed more characters more like people I don't know 
that's on there. Alright. Talk to you later. Bye bye. Hello, you've reached Dan Bernie's cell phone. I'm away at the moment, but please put your name and number, and I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. <laughs> when you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hey, Dan. I got your voicemail. And uh, I wanted to ask you about your book, but you didn't answer your phone. Also, I forgot you're doing that YouTube thing that I haven't watched yet, but sounds funny. Uh, call me maybe, or FaceTime. I'm gonna sit here for five minutes and wait and see if you do. Okay, bye. Hey. So what's that? What? Uh, hello. How are you? All right. You can hear me, right? No entiendo español. What? <laughs> no comprende, señor. Wait, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh. I just messing with you. <laughs> Yeah, you confused me with the no comprehend. Is like, but I, I mean, I know I speak really poorly. No, I was speaking Spanish. Well, yeah, I know what <laughs> I know. Comprehend is Spanish. I did take three that's, years of it. That's I, all I know. Yeah, I took. That's the extent of my Spanish. My Spanish teacher in high school like loved me because she thought I was an amazing student, but I didn't learn any Spanish in that class. Mm. Most people forget everything. Yeah. I took it again. Anyway. Yeah. I took two more semesters in college and forgot all that, too. It took five years of French. And you don't speak any? Um, enough. I know what people are talking about generally. Really? But, yeah. Like, I get the gist. So you can watch, like, a conversation. So you can watch, like, a French well, film without subtitles? I can. I mean, it'll be like a little kid trying to eavesdrop on an adult conversation. <laughs> like, you know, like I get that you're talking about that guy and that he's angry. And, but I, I can't follow all the logic of everything. Don't you ever like... It's kind of hard to explain. Well, I know I understand, like, but don't you ever like push your limits, like try and read a book in French or watch a movie without subtitles or anything? Hmm. Listen to songs in French, like covers of rock songs that I know to help. You don't listen bridge to the gap. You don't listen to like Serge Gainsbourg or anything. I used to put some of my video games in French, <laughs> like what? but what? only if it made sense. 
like I have an Assassin's Creed game that takes place in the French Revolution, so I changed that one to French. And you can because um, it just felt right. Like cause <laughs> otherwise, everyone has a British accent, and it just felt so weird. Wait, they have a British accent in France in that game. It totally. None of those games have. They've been really bad as of late. Huh. It, I guess they've come up. One of my favorite reviewers came up with a great way to describe the franchise. It's like, um, time travel destination murder porn or something like that. <laughs> like that's what it is. Like, did you want to kill some people that lived in the French Revolution? Here you go. Or you want to hang out with Leonardo da Vinci and use his flying things to kill people? Here you go. <laughs> that's what happens like, in those games? That's all it is. It's like, oh, Charles Darwin is here. Hi, Charles Darwin. These guys don't like my book. Well, I'll kill them for you. <laughs> Just like that over and over. Charles Dickens, you save the kids from there. Um, these are all different games. Charles Dickens, you save mm-hmm. the kids from the labor factory thing it's all crazy hmm. it doesn't make sense it's all the premise is ridiculous to the point where the the game developers have stepped away from their original premise because they just don't want to deal with it anymore is it meant to be like campy then no because it's I don't even know. I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't <laughs> think they do either. They don't have enough time to think about it because they put one of these games out every year. How is it even possible? Um, I don't know. I think they like it takes four or five years to make them, but they yeah. are always in development of one. Uh, it's like a cattle shoot. So there's at least like... And they don't have enough time to learn from their mistakes. <laughs> they just keep making the same mistakes for like three games and then they fix them. So there's, at any point, as long as they've been said there's canceled, there's at least four more games coming. <laughs> yeah, next year there'll be another one. <laughs> Guaranteed. And actually, they have three different series going on out of the same series now. Like, three different types of games. There's, like, the big one, then there's going to be, like, the 2D one, and then there's some other thing that's for like an older console the, and they put out one of those just actually three a year I guess wait what they, they're releasing a 2D one and they release older console versions every few years yeah well they'll, it'll be like a nine month gap it's kind of it's weird they do things in a way that is that company does things differently than every other company it's, it's Ubisoft they're like in Montreal, so they're French too. To add all that to everything, not even real French, just Canadian French. Yeah, but they—they're also—they're like a French holding company. That it's weird. It's a European company that went over to Canada for whatever reason. Probably tax nonsense. Are taxes really better it's in weird. Canada? <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't know. That's the only. That's the only. That's the speculation that I've heard. That they have some. They have studios all over, and teams are disjointed because they don't have to be in the same room. Right. They just. 
got to do their part. Everything's so isolated. Like you do the art textures, you just work on the rain. You just work on the horses, stuff like that. Right. It's like cartoons kind of. I'm kind of like burnt out on those games. The new one takes place during the 1800s in England. And um, that's the one Charles Dickens and stuff. It was the best one. A recent memory it was like you get to be a pirate and you have a boat and you get to like take over other boats and stuff. That was pretty cool. <laughs> they didn't they didn't care about the history, so they just did whatever they wanted so they could have a coherent narrative. Are you a different um, character each time? Uh, you're different. Here's the basic premise of the game. Yeah. Originally, there was this one guy, and he had some genes that he came from a long line of famous assassins. They made this machine that if you went into it like the Matrix, you would be able to, they'd, they'd look at your genes, and you could relive your ancestors' experiences um, and slowly gain the abilities in the real world. <laughs> and you had to do things exactly as he did it, or there would be something called desynchronization, and you'd get kicked out, and you have to do it again. Um, so that's their excuse for, like, if you didn't kill this guy on time or the way they told you to or whatever. Um, but then after about the third game, this character disappears, and now it's just you don't know who the guy in the machine is, but the machine's still there. And you're just in the history part now without any of the other stuff. And the antagonist, it's, it's called, they're called the Templars, like the Knight Templar. Okay. And you're trying to find these pieces of Eden from an alien race. It doesn't, it, it just got overblown. It doesn't make sense. But it doesn't matter because the whole thing is you get to go in the past hang out with Charles Dickens and kill people. That's the whole game. Huh. So if you ever wanted to do that, that's that game. I mean, I, I... And if you like climbing stuff, like you would have climbed Big Ben, go ahead, it's there, you can climb the whole damn thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Video games are weird. Yeah. I don't know if I get them still. You might be too late. Yeah, <laughs> too they old got now. me when I was five years old, and then I, I never stopped. I mean, I've, I've I did stop for like two years, and then I wasn't going to play anymore. But then I got sucked back in. Yeah, I mean, back. I mean, I've got into them through a friend who had a, an Atari and a Super Nintendo, and then I got a Sega Genesis and played Sonic Two forever. And then, uh, yeah, that's like my how I started. Yeah, but I quit after what was like Madden 05 or something, and and uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Those were the last two games I owned. PlayStation 2. Yeah, yeah. Those were the last two games I owned, and I used to play Madden online, uh, through like some. That's when I got obsessive. That's when it got real bad. Really? That's when I lost interest. Because I would just be on Grand Theft Auto 3, like just driving around. I would. What I ended up doing was I would try and fly the dodo plane over the river, like all the way mm -hmm. over, and that was like all I would do for just days at a time. It was like basically autistic. Like I would just be sitting there doing none Weird. of the challenges. I just wanted to try and fly the plane over 
to the other island, and that was it. If you still have any interest in that type of game, that is the most popular type of game right now. You can just do whatever the hell you want at all times. Open world games? Yeah, like, you're talking to this guy, right? And now you can break off and shoot him in the head because you didn't <laughs> like something he said. Like, And you could steal him and then take his corpse and give it to his wife and see her reaction. Like, you could take it to any place you want. I'm actually going to talk to um, um, a person from Second Life soon. She's, like, going to give me a tour of art galleries in Second Life and stuff. And, like, tell me about what the fuck is going on there. That's a different sort of beast. I know. But that's a world that they create for themselves. Right, and they don't kill each other. Because I don't think they can. Um, There's probably some way they can, but... It's probably like you have to opt into it pretty majorly. I don't know. Like, I mean, what would happen if you killed somebody in Second Life? Like, they just nothing. You just respawn. Yeah. We probably made like somebody probably made some kind of like fight simulator or something. I know there's like uh, my uh, one professor. The, well, the guy who had my department at Ball State, he he wrote a paper with a student about Second Life, and there were like these weird dark areas with like these houses, like these like really fucked up houses that had like rape rooms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. What do you mean? Yeah. That can exist. Wait, exists. Oh, you think it exists like in the real world. Well, yeah, but I mean like you have that experience. Like you, I know your sister played second life or performed in it. Mm-hmm. There's probably like kitty porn things probably gets really dark you know people probably buy drugs on there that get sent to them in the real world i mean i assume that'd be pretty easy to monitor compared to like the dark web (laughs) there's probably a dark web version of second (laughs) that'd be amazing somebody on their own server oh my god i want to know what the fuck that is i want to find that now (laughs) that's gonna be amazing the autistic mafia i don't (laughs) The dark web fucking second life. Holy shit. Dark web video games in general must be like the most psychotic bullshit. November 10th. Everyone that you know that is video games, you won't see them for like two years. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Do you know what's going to happen on November 10th? Is this a real thing or is this a joke you're making? Mm Mm-mm. Is this like Sword Art Online? Is everybody can be sucked into their get video games? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Is this the game that's coming out? It's Fallout Four. Oh, I don't even know what Fallout is. I've heard the name because I worked at Blockbuster. With you know it, Skyrim. I know that name too, but I don't know. It's like cracks, and it's coming. How is it different than any other video game? It's the best video game. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know. It just gets you. Yeah. And I don't know what else to say. You just stop, forget. Like, that world is better than the real world. So you just stay there. I wonder, I, I, I part of me wonders if that's what, like, Second Life people want to think. But the person I talked to, when we were talking over email. No what? What are they doing? They're like 
the games that I like, there's content to explore, people to talk to, interesting characters. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. know, A narrative. (laughs) I know. That's what I'll find out. But, like, I've I've looked around in Second Life, and um, it's interesting, these, like, because there is, like, I don't know. I found, like, sports stadiums that seem to be defunct now, except for, like, one guy that was kicking a soccer ball around. (laughs) Um, But I guess there used to be, like, sporting events in there people would attend for some reason. And there's, like I said, there's art galleries. I bet people would, like make like a walking dead you know party or something <laughs> like the and people would show up and watch the show while watch on second life or something that'd be interesting or if they like could get a stream somehow but it's on it, cable. it's like it's just a different kind of facebook the same people that like facebook would like second life <laughs> that's, that's interesting I mean, isn't that what Facebook's doing? Like, they're trying to create a second life with virtual reality? Yeah. Like, Futron, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's why they got to the Oculus Rift. Yeah. yeah so, it's a good idea. Sony's getting pretty serious about it. Oh, really? They just announced their... I forget what it's... PlayStation VR. Hmm. It's going to be compatible with the PS4. That's it. And they're actually developing games for it to come out, like, relatively soon. Is the PS4 out already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's up and running. It's actually, like, destroying Microsoft. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, oh, that's right. They're on the Xbox I, One now. Yeah. I don't. I, I really don't know anything about video games anymore, except for what you that showed me on one day. 2014. But none of the games have come out until, like, right now. Doesn't that always happen? You know, it's going to be huge. Didn't happen with PlayStation 3 as well, that, like, they didn't start releasing games that weren't also released on PS2 until, like, a year later? That's what screwed them over. Oh, really? Um, but Microsoft made a lot of shitty mistakes, and all Sony had to do was not fuck up, and they didn't, and so they're on top. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. They put all their money into the Kinect, Oh. And they did two stupid things. You can only buy a Kinect version of the Xbox One. And the other thing was that they were going to make it so you can't buy used games. They were going to get rid of the digital digital rights. You had to buy it. Had, you know, digitally, that's it. No discs at all. Right. I think you told People me. People weren't ready for that. No, because poor people still exist. So. I mean, it's going to happen. Yeah, I know. And I think it's a good idea, but people weren't ready for it. Yeah. So they got all the backup. And everybody went to the PS4 after that. Hmm. And then they changed everything. They said, okay, you can buy an Xbox One without a Kinect. Okay, we're putting a disk drive in. Never mind. Sorry. And they never really recovered from that. I don't know if they can. I mean, I don't really care. They're pretty much the same thing. Apple stopped putting disk drives in their computers. Like my MacBook I'm on right now doesn't have one. It, It makes sense. Yeah. They lose money when people buy used games. Yeah. So it eventually is going to benefit them both to do that. I think Garth Brooks was involved in a lawsuit at one point about secondhand CD stores. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he was big on like digital rights stuff too, like Metallica. Yeah. Well, this is before that. This is before Napster. This is like back in the nineties. Like just not the maybe it's not Garth Brooks. Maybe it's Billy Ray Cyrus. I forget. But like about just not wanting secondhand stores to exist at all. Like as far as music goes. Have you heard of Steam? Steam, yeah. So, that's the poster child for why this would work. Right. Because they're able to offer ridiculous flat fire sales. It's like, okay, this game is normally 60 is $1 today. <laughs> for 10 minutes. Bye. Yeah. And that helps developers get their game out there. It and, helps poor people. You know, everybody things. makes money. Yeah. I mean, if people can afford the game to buy a full price, they will. If they can't, they'll buy the cheap version. But the more people that buy it, the better off they are. Does Humble Bundle work with uh, like the Xbox and PlayStation, or is that just for PC games? No, Humble Bundle deals now. Hmm. That's too bad. The Xbox Store does have discounts every week. Like These games are 50% off on our online store. Um, they give two free games out for Xbox One and 360, so four free games every month with their membership. Hmm. PlayStation does the same thing. They've been doing that for a couple of years. That's so a... they're set up to do this. Yeah. But people want discs still. And <laughs> they want to own things. I think it's an internet connection thing. Like That too. If you live in Alaska, your internet sucks. Okay, or Muncie, Indiana. You can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like I've heard people write into my favorite blog thingy, like about like I have to think about downloading a game because it'll cost me a hundred dollars to download the whole game just on to go over my internet and access. Oh and yeah, it. like Australia. So, I don't know if they still do, but they at least used mm-hmm. to have uh, like data caps, and it would cost them like ex- like exorbitant amount of money to go over it. These are like sixty gig games. Yeah, yeah, they were like 100 gig caps. Like, they, I mean, this was back like 10 years ago, but still, um, like, Flack was, I was already downloading uh, bootlegs and Flack at the time and DVDs and stuff, so that was already big files then. It's been a, that's the big problem. If we get better internet, that'll work, and they can just do that. Yeah. Get rid of disk. I don't care, as long as, I can access what I buy. Hmm. You know, I don't even expect to be able to do it indefinitely. <laughs> Maybe like five years of whatever I bought, and I'm cool. That's interesting. I'm getting rid of my books. Really? I don't have any physical games except for when I could buy them cheaper that way. Yeah. The only reason I would, because it's actually, it makes your system. Burnout if it actually runs from a disc. Really, it, it works. It's not as good if it's on the hard drive. It runs faster. Hmm. I guess that makes so, sense. I don't know why everybody's so big on discs. I, and then there's a whole movement of like video game historians that are buying <laughs> up like all the NES games and, <laughs> right. and shit like that. Well, I think I mean a large part of it's just ownership because once we give into the cloud, we no longer own the things we have, and they can just go away. 
at any time on a whim. <laughs> That's the fear. There's a lot of weird things happening. But like when you buy a game, they'll patch it all the time and it changed the fundamental nature of the game when I first released. Like gameplay and stuff too? Like controls and everything? Yeah. Well like Metal Gear Solid, like if you play that game online, it's very different than if you just play offline. Because at a certain point in the game, they force you into using something called FOB bases. Yeah. And it's something where you make a base and people can attack you and you can defend your base. Like Clash of Clans. Like, they destroy your base and steal your shit. Hmm. But there's no opt-out version of that except for, I'm not going to play this online anymore. (laughs) And it's like you press the start button to pause your game and it forces you to go through the tutorial to make the FOB base. Um, And the most heinous part of it is that they sell insurance for your FOB base to protect it. (laughs) Like real money? money to... Yeah, like, you can buy six months' worth of insurance to protect against any losses. Oh, my God. And you need those resources to get higher, you know, equipment, develop items, um, research things. Like, it's part of the game. This is... So anybody that opts into that, it's almost impossible to finish the game. Because people read the shit out of you. Like, you'll be gone for five minutes and ten people raided you and you have nothing left. So, to me, this doesn't sound much different than, like, Candy Crush or the Kim Kardashian game of just exploit, like, getting their users in the door and then just exploiting the shit out of them. But Metal Gear has always been a narrative game. Yeah. You play through the story and then the story is over. Right. And that's it. But they added this to it. And it's, I mean, there's more gameplay now if you're interested in that, but at least they opt out, but it's, they don't explain, like, go offline if you don't want to do that. Right. And at least, like, present it like part of the game. And at least, like, Candy Crush and the Kim Kardashian game, when you download them, they're free to begin. (laughs) Like, the download's Mm -hmm. free. $60 game. $50. And you have to pay more to be able to continue, basically? If you opt into the online portions, which they is give like, you rewards at like daily login bonuses. Yeah. But yeah. is that worth it? Are you going to does it balance it out? So are there still know. games for like casual gamers? Like I would be if I had a system. That's theme. Just just or just like the That's, the amateur you buy games? A game for two bucks. You play it. That's it. <laughs> Like yeah. the blockbuster games are all fucking, like, like fucking money making bullshit schemes now. I don't. I was gonna say pyramid scheme doesn't Not sound right. All of them, but it's creeping in. Oh, that's so. Even like Destiny. Um, do you know what that is? No. It's it's like Call of Duty slash Halo. <laughs> it's online shooter. Um, you pay. 20 bucks and you have access to all the online thing but it's an online only game 
Okay. Missions update daily. You keep playing. You get stuff. Whatever. You get better guns. That's the whole point of the game. Wait, it, it but, endlessly updates? Yeah. And What's what the they'll f- do is they'll put out an expansion pack. They'll put new content in. You got to pay another 20, 40 bucks every year. This sounds like fucking coffee. Wow. <laughs> like it's, it's like World of Warcraft. I mean, but at least like with like in World of Warcraft, like you're building communities and stuff. Like in this game, is it just you or are you like part of a community? You'll go to like the main hub and you walk around with people. You can do missions with other people. Yeah, it's, it's it is okay. a group thing. So it's not just a solo you thing a where you where you just never finish, never win, never accomplish anything really. Just it never ends. It's forever. It, the game never ends. Right, but, but at least, there's, there's, but at least there's like a community aspect that you can pretend you're paying yeah. for. <laughs> and it's not well, just people like, pay for it, right? Yeah. And what they've done now is they they're creeping it. They've done this thing where you can pay money to get a special dance special. for your character. Oh my god! So you can buy some silver for five dollars. Yeah. And if you want, you don't have to. You can buy the Michael Jackson um, Thriller dance. And does this serve any purpose if they, unless they want to do like machinima no of their characters? Purpose. Okay. Nothing at all. It's just a cosmetic thing. So but yeah. they've opened the door to, to mach- start creeping in the gameplay aspect. Do you want this better gun now? Well, uh, I guess you could pay some money on top of the money you paid for the game. If you want. <laughs> I fucking hate creeping it. <laughs> so the I don't last... like it so much. No, no, it sounds horrible and exploitative. And uh... people pay for it. And they don't complain. Well, yeah, because people are fucking idiots. They... Kids. Ben yeah. Carson is the top Republican candidate right now. <laughs> mm. I don't even know. Yeah. Is Trump done yet? No, he's second. Did the expose do anything? What? You read that article by the Associated Press about his dealings with the mafia? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I believe it, I guess. <laughs> Why not? He was um, going over the political money caps and he was laundering money through the mafia and um, <laughs> land development deals to get more political capital by giving the campaigns. Wait, why does he need political capital if he's already a fucking billionaire? I in like the 80s. Like in the 80s. Oh, okay. Part of his ride. Right, before it's he went bankrupt. And... Yeah. Bef- it, there's enough stuff out there on him to blow him up. I don't know why they're waiting. I mean... You know... I don't know. I mean, Ben Carson's the front under now, so there's no point. That's fine. Good. <laughs> what the guy who compares everything? Yeah, the uh, the fart pill guy. I can't, I can't believe what they did to Clinton. It pisses me off. What did they do to her? It's a fucking email thing. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, I have students like. Can you believe this Clinton lady leaving her email unsecured? I'm like, okay. Do you, any of you know so what that So on means? the one hand, we have Trump, and they like the Trump. 
And I say, okay, oh my he God. has known dealings with the mafia. Yeah. Miss Clinton left an email, personal email, unsecured. What's worse? <laughs> You're gonna, that's what you're worried about? Yeah. One time, she didn't do it anymore. She fixed it. She says she's sorry. Or the guy that fucking destroyed the Florida public school system or <laughs> any number mm-hmm. other issues with everybody else on that fucking stage. Anyway, I wanted to call you about... Yeah, you know, the buzz stuff. Yeah, which is sad. But um, what's up with your book? What's going on with that? You said you're releasing it 15 pages at a time for a dollar each. The first bit is like the intro. I set up the world and everything, 15 pages. It's $1. Okay. You know, trying to find the it. next part's going to be more substantial. Like 40 pages. And how much is that going to be? $1. $1. Okay. Keep going like that. So you were learning um, from video games then on how to just suck people in and then <laughs> keep getting money out of them? This is. I looked in the Kindle store and I saw the most successful people. People buy stuff for a dollar and just read it, see what it's about. Is your book Manfred's Motive Prelude Sukiyomi's Mark? Yeah. Why does it say November 5th? Why does it say it's released? Oh, available for pre order. I see. You can pre-order it, yeah. So um, it's not just available because yet. of the way they do things. Like, I could just release it right away, but I want to give myself a buffer to catch up. I got the next installment, but I want to see what happens. Right. If anything, probably nothing. Okay. Yeah, like when I started the podcast, I recorded two episodes, but then I fucked myself and I'm a third, and then I was screwed. Um. Nothing, like, it's not going to pop up until a good chunk of people buy it. Like, it's not going to be visible. And what is, what are all um, these, wait, did you make this cover? Yeah. Um, I used some public domain images from NASA, and I, <laughs> um, you know, manipulated it in a couple apps. I think I'm covered there. I don't think anybody's going to sue me. Well, are you using like GIMP or something? Mm-mm. I went to NASA directly and I looked at their picture policy and they have a bunch that are just public domain. Right. Well, for whatever. Yeah, they're government-owned. I, I dealt with this when I was looking for public domain music for a trailer for Bryn Mawr. But I just mean, like, the arrow and everything and the text. Like, did you? what did you... Oh, that's from a app called Over. Okay. Um, I used that to edit the image. I also used Snap Image, Google, you know, thing, mm-hmm. to, you know, crop it, distort it, whatever. And what are all the what do all these words mean? <laughs> there is a meaning. Um, it's not important unless you want it to be important. <laughs> what does that it mean? Has, it has to do with. It's like all novels. Like, do you want to read the Ulysses and figure out every reference, or do you want to pick and choose? You just want to plow through it because it's, it's famous. <laughs> it's a literary reference. Okay. Um, the Kura, which I don't even know if I'm pronouncing right. 
is the Japanese goddess of the moon. Okay. And in this first chapter, the moon kind of is a character, and they float into a hospital room, and they divide a portion of the clock's face, kind of making a ethereal world for a moment. That woman that has been suffering from like uh, memory issues to have a moment of clarity. Hmm. And the moon is what connects all the characters in that first story. Later on, I might do stuff with the mythology of the goddess, but I don't know. Hmm. So how no, long are you... <laughs> how long are you planning on writing this for? Mm, two more things. It's going to be like three. It's one book, but as three. And then later on, depending on how it does, I'll put it all together in one copy. Maybe a physical one. How many pages would that be? Because this first one's only 14. Uh, 150. Okay. That's not bad. That's the goal. Because that's Haruki Murakami's blank for his first book. <laughs> that's my point of reference it's also the Japanese deal just kind of a throwback to my favorite author to use a Japanese goddess yeah huh. he's my number one inspiration it's really? like a Murakami book everything has significance and I'm kind of fucking with the reader's mind most of the time so just sort um, of uh, straight like straightforward writing, but absurdist, surrealist sort of subject matter, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's when every day becomes magical. So magical real. Oh, you're, you wrote in there an episodic tale of magical realism. <laughs> yeah. It, I try to be straightforward about it. Yeah. Fantasy. Um, basically, I like my book. I love to talk. You what? I just want to hear about it. I like I like what I wrote a lot, yeah. but I don't know if anybody else really wants to hear about it. Well, I'm do you want to hear about it? Sure, I'm in recording this anyway. You are. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so, so, is that? It's not like okay. Well, whatever. Um. So. One of the I stole something from Metal Gear. Okay. Because I've been playing a lot of Metal Gear. Yeah. In Metal Gear, there is a parasite that can get into the human body, and it attaches to the host. Um, it's transmitted through language. Um, what I focused on in my book is like old adages or expressions from the past. Mm -hmm. Something like, uh, you know, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, so what these adages can do to young people is that they can warp their minds into believing anything through and it will um, shape the rest of their, their life. Um, but the only way it can actually affect someone is if they believe it without any sort of doubt. So the main character believes that um, those who do not learn from history are doomed from to repeat it. 
another adage. So he's, yeah, that's <laughs> the one that affected him when he was young. Oh, okay. He overheard his grandmother and mother talking while doing the dishes. And they were talking about um, the gay plague. It was the <laughs> 1980s when they were talking. Right. Um, Which I tried to be accurate with how they talked about it. Right. Um, the grandmother um, tried to explain that the daughter shouldn't visit a friend who was dying in the hospital um, because she remembers when the Spanish flu was a big thing when they hurt you. Hmm. And she had to stay in the house and keep away from everyone. And that's when she says this saying to help her, to help influence her. And the main character, Manfred, is obsessed with, like, the secret lives of adults. And he doesn't care for people his own age. He's always interested in learning from those older than him. And then after he hears this, he goes crazy from, like, the year 12 to 20. Mm Mm-hmm. He wants to know everything that's ever happened in history um, on the off chance that it could prove to um, affect his life later on. Um, When it first starts off, Manfred's already realized that this adage isn't true. And I actually, he's thinking, um, and then I let the reader know that He's 250 feet above an asphalt um, parking lot, you know, about to impact it and die. (laughs) And I was talking about that, you know, don't let the past influence you is what he figured out. But he knows that no matter what he does, that in a moment of death, his brain will fire one more time and relive everything that he's ever experienced. So that's where it left it off the main character. And he's going to, you know, before he dies, it's going to be everything else. Um, But the story with the old woman in the hospital, she winds up um, realizing she's all alone and all the damage from the years past of keeping to herself and um, not living in the moment has caught up with her. And she goes into like a dream state and she has this experience where she's cutting a cake, her wedding cake on her wedding day. And she needs help pushing it down. And her husband grabs her hand and they both do it together. Mm-hmm. And this red liquid spurts out and splashes them both. <laughs> um, later on, the orderlies find her huddled in the corner with the photo in front of her and a shard of broken glass that she used to cut her rip. Okay. And it turns out that that was Manfred's grandmother. This sounds fairly cinematic as far as novels. I can't go. help but do it that way. Yeah. <laughs> I like movies a lot. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have a problem uh, with books that are cinematics? Like, I've heard other authors that have complained about it. Like, well, if you're going to write a movie, write a fucking movie. But you will, you, do you enjoy the way the events take place? Um, you couldn't really do it. It would be extremely difficult to make this into a visual form. Hmm. I think that's the only reason it works as a novel. I can travel between time and characters and I can do some absurdist things that just wouldn't play in a visual image. I think 
I have another character that's a blood runner. Um, the guy that works for a hospital picks up blood, drops it off in the hospice. He's called that same evening, um, but he's called all the time. He doesn't think anything of it to bring blood for this moment. Um, You're like, and wait, he just is, goes through his routine. Is this based on that job you had? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have very from experience. Yeah. I've been really worried about um, my grandparents and people that are older than me and how I'm going to deal with them in the time of death. Um, partly the inspiration for some of the subject matter. I have none of but them. But it's done. not. Sorry. I've gone to a lot of funerals recently. <laughs> I went to my grandfather's. I went to my uncle's. Oh. Um, he, I, he, he was a, a gay man, um, at AIDS. Oh, he was, and he's the one that died. That's too bad. Yeah. Um, a couple of years before his partner died, um, from alcoholism. Oh, so this is a lot. This, this is the whole thing. This goes back then. He, yeah. He also had mental issues. Right. Um, hearing. schizophrenia. Yeah. Um, and then just recently, I went to my stepfather's funeral. What? Or my stepfather's um, mother's funeral. Oh, Sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was going to say. Fine. Yeah, he was like, he's like a cop. He's like incredibly healthy he and like not that old. Every day. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, Mumsy. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did I mention, did I tell you about her funeral? Was it weird? Yeah. She belonged to the pseudo cult um, <laughs> that it's a Christian church, but they emphasize the rapture a little too heavily. Um, so, like, so I went to a six stuff. hour service oh where was, they held us hostage and basically talked about the rapture for four hours. <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't know. I never been to a Catholic ceremony until I went to Mayo's wedding uh, never, like, mm-hmm. never been to a Catholic anything and then I was amazed by like how Catholic it was like it was more it yeah. felt like the emphasis was more on just being a Catholic service than it was on them being married <laughs> it's a mass it, it's um, the ceremony that's been done the same way for thousands of years right I much would I much rather would have preferred that over um Mumsy service, but it's her beliefs. I you know. They did it her way. Yeah. And you have that that experience and that memory now <laughs> to work with. Yeah. The other two funerals were Catholic masses, um Catholic funerals where I actually spoke at both of them. Oof. Um I read part of the liturgy. You know, because I'm an English teacher guy. <laughs> Everybody else is scared with this. This guy speaks in public. Let's just make him do it. It's not an easy speech. Is it in Latin? With all the stuff that's going through my head. Right. You know, like gay guy. <laughs> Husband can't attend this. Giving liturgy to a gay man where he can't be known as gay. <laughs> 
Especially after that priest was just fired, like, what was that, two weeks ago? I don't know what happened. Uh, this one priest came out as gay and was immediately fired. Uh, Catholic? <laughs> yeah. You understand the Catholic belief system, right? Uh, that is insane, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't really matter if he's gay. Right. But it does matter if he's having sex. Because I, he took a vow of celibacy. Yeah, I don't... That's what... I I thought about that, but I didn't actually read any of the articles. So I, don't, I saw a picture of him standing with a man, so I don't know what the deal was there. But it did seem odd from that perspective. The Catholic Church doesn't have anything inherently wrong with gay people, but they do have a problem with the idea of marriage being between two men. Or two. Because to them, it's a very clear-cut definition. Which Marriage is, is to produce children right. to further the church in the line of Jesus. But then it extends to anything else that involves being gay. <laughs> any, yeah, any sex that doesn't, any sex by anybody that doesn't result in procreation is not cool. Right. Um, you know, Felicio, anal sex, not cool. Yep. And condoms, not cool. Or yeah. Any kind of. It's really it's, fucked up uh, Africa. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just their thing. I mean, I get their thing. And it's logical that if that's their belief, then that's the view they take. Mm-hmm. You know? But the part where it becomes a problem is where they don't act as Christians towards others. Right regardless of whatever sins they believed they had committed. I mean, it doesn't matter. You still treat them as a Christian would, with forgiveness and kindness and love, right. no matter what. Even as they shove the knife into your heart, <laughs> you're meant to be forgiving that person. Yeah. That's how it works. That's what Jesus' whole deal was. But well, how did I we... like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jesus is fine. It's just everything built around him that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, how, how did we get yeah. to this, though? <laughs> I don't know. You were still, we were talking um, about your probably book. Probably because of inspiration of the book. Right. I had a lot of death happening, so that's why there's going to be a lot of death in this book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be I a... I don't know why. Probably says something about me psychologically. Maybe is this going to be a continuing thing? Like, are you going to continue incorp? Is your life going to keep affecting where it's going, or is it pretty much planned out at this point? Most of it's planned out. You can expect the reality is kind of shifting. Okay. One, that's one of the main character's attributes. Is that he has kind of a second sight. Um, what do you mean? He would have been someone that Native Americans would have made like uh, a shaman. Oh, okay. His premonitions and um, deja vu. So he's like a prophet, basically. Yeah, he he will lose time. He will do one place and then not realize how he got somewhere else. Sounds something that's happened most of his childhood. 
sounds a little bit like Slaughterhouse Five. Just like experiencing. Yep, you can make a parallel to that too. Okay. More magical. Um, there's, there's kind of an odd shadowy organization that's creeping into the novel too. <laughs> this story is going to transcend time. It's just going to conclude when you finish the 150 pages, or are you planning? It's going to conclude. Okay. I'm not going to leave anybody hanging. Right. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I just watched um, Your Next and then the writer's next film, The Guest, and they both end with uh, just, nope. <laughs> like, you thought it was done, but it's not. Bye. <laughs> Even the novel that I just wrote that is a part of another, mm-hmm. you could read that and say it's over. If you want to, you could say it's over then. If you want to know more, you can read more. So, I mean, I don't know why this is the only... I mean, I do know why, because I was watching it up until a few weeks ago. But uh, So it's like the X-Files, where it's like, instead of Breaking Bad, where it's like, serialized to a certain extent but it's self-contained knowing that at the beginning of the novel he is 250 feet away from his demise mm-hmm. you can assume that the novel ends with him hitting the ground <laughs> at any point you want Bice, I mean, you were talking about potentially continuing it after this <laughs> right oh yeah I am but the things that will happen later have already happened given what I've started with. Oh, interesting. So there is like somewhat of a finite uh, scope to this. Overall. Yeah, I started with the end. Okay. I just mean like if you continue, there's still, there is still can't continue that long because it's still contained to this person's life. I could do some kind of bullshit make you all forever, but no, I'm, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. I'm not going to go all lost on us. Like, what was the other thing I was going to... There's one thing that's happening with the weird shadowy organization that's following certain characters. Um, it's only kind of hinted at. <laughs> but, for example, some of the dialogue um, was reconstructed from phone records and other conversations used, they threw them into an algorithm that compiled what they might have said, given what they've previously said, because they didn't have an accurate record. Um, so someone is in the future is looking back on these events. Someone that's farther ahead than anyone else. <clears throat> For whatever reason. I don't even know yet. Cause I didn't get to that part. <laughs> But I left it in there, and I'm going to wrap it up. All right. And do you want to talk yeah. about your YouTube series real quick? You mean my two videos? That's one video. <laughs> I mean, you're going to keep doing it, though, right? Yeah, I made half of another video on my laptop. I mean, it's, it's just it's called Modern English Daily. And actually, it just occurred to me, it's, it's machinima, basically, right? Because it's video game footage. You know what YouTube is, right? It's like 90% <laughs> video game thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about grammar. It might as well be video games, too. That's, that's what I like. 
Yeah, you know? but that's that is machinima. Yeah. Like that is what that is. Yeah, I I used Metal Gear Solid to explain the often confused grammatical construct of who versus whom. Um, so I will demonstrate in that video um, who who typically is and who whom typically is in most sentences. Because that's what I do in my everyday job. Basically. Right. Are you going to use these Explain as... crap like that. Are you going to use these as teaching tools? That's the, I like the fact that I have it ready to go if I ever need it. Yeah. Um, so I could later. I mean, I've, I've, I forgot to watch it because I'm an awful person. But the way you described it, it, it did make sense to me in a way that like the who versus whom thing never did when I was being taught it by professionals. Well, what I do in the classroom is different. If I'm going to talk about that, I will do something pretty extreme. I'll, I'll grab an eraser and I'll say, here's the difference between who versus who. Um, I say, I am who, just so you know. <laughs> and then I throw an eraser to whoever's not paying attention as hard as I can. And then I say, to whom did I throw the eraser? Hmm. Whom is always receiving the action? They're always receiving the action from who? Right. The subject. That's... They're not the subject. They're just getting the action. Yeah. To whom did you write a letter? To whom did you call? Would it be uh, whom did you whatever. punch? Or who did you punch? Yeah. Uh, whom did you punch? Because they got the punch, so they're whom. That's interesting. It's it's actually the same relationship between I and me. So I is the person that does the thing, and me is the person that receives the thing. But people fuck that up um, all the time. Like my, it's my one of my dad's favorite asshole grammar corrections is people <clears throat> saying me and Dan, like me and so and so. Yeah, if you're doing something, it can't be me and so-and-so. Right. Um, I could say something like, I went to the movies, but... Um, or how about <laughs> Tom went to the movies, but uh, I did not go with me. No, that doesn't work. It's all contextual. Right, like... It makes it so hard. You don't say, me went to the movies, basically. Never, ever, ever, because that would be I, because you're doing something. Right. It's, nobody has a problem with the I. Everybody has a problem with the me. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff like that, like few versus less. Hmm. Um, few is specific and less is more vague, but it's, um, what I want to say, relative to what you're comparing. So I could say, I have fewer apples than you. And then I could say, I have less fruit than you, because fruit is more vague than apples. Right. I always fuck up, uh, I just forgot it. Oh, effect versus effect? Yeah. I used that in the novel a bunch of times. Oh, really? Oh, uh, correctly. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> effect is a couple different things, but the way you're using it, it's usually how it affects an emotional state or how it changes someone emotionally. Hmm. Um, effect is a cause 
something that's happened due to something else. It's something that has no emotion tied to it. It's more is, scientific. Wait, is it past tense, essentially? No. Um, I could say that the funeral affected me. Okay. Um, but I could say that the effect of the funeral was that it affected me. So the it's... Cause. Okay, so it's like removed from a subject, basically? Yeah. There's no emotional charge to effect. Right, okay. But affect has more emotion. It, the other one, way you could use affect is like personal belongings, which is my favorite way to use affect. Personal affects. Yeah. I mean, um, the way... Items that have an emotional attachment to you. The way I was hearing is basically like the difference would be like the difference between using I and me basically like with e with using me whatever the con whatever that means it would be effect and then whenever you're using I to talk about yourself it would be effect is that remotely correct that kind of construct is like subject versus object right um. I don't know if that applies there, but it might. <laughs> I'm having a trouble wrapping my mind around it. I'm a little drunk, so I'm just throwing to, shit at the wall. We need to break out some Noam Chomsky, <laughs> get our transformational transgender grammar charts out, start plugging this stuff in, find the B verb three. Um, I will get it. Well, next month I'll don't go back that. and watch a. His the documentary that Michel Gondry did about him and see if he talks about it. Who's Al Gondry? Michel Michel, Michel Gondry. Mm-hmm. Michel, he did a the. Oh my God, I'm, I'm forgetting everything except for Green Hornet for some reason. Uh, Eternal Sunshine. Green yeah, he did Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, I don't like his movies. You don't. Even though it's really similar to what I'm writing. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, he does the film version of Mirakami, basically. The film equivalent. <laughs> I really just don't like um, Jim Carrey in serious roles. <laughs> well, he's really. only in one of his films. <laughs> that's just... That's why I don't like it. I don't really like him at all, but... Well, he is in... That's what did it for me. That's why I can't get behind it. He is a vaccine truther, so... There's a movie you have to see, though. Um, it's called, like, Fury... Kung, Kung Fu, Fu Fury. Oh, I saw that. Back when it like, was in theaters, like, years ago. I don't know what to say about it. It's uh, Stephen Chow, right? It's, it's like Ricky O. Yeah. But like more but, silly. But now, yeah, more self-aware. I was just watching it, and I didn't have the words <laughs> to describe what I was watching, but I couldn't turn away. Yeah, I didn't really even like it. I mean, I never but, liking it. I never like it. It's the it has the uh, the instrument that's being used as a weapon, right? Like the sonic waves of it. No, that's, um, that is Kung, I mean, maybe, but that's definitely Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, I'm, that's right. Oh, Kung Fury, is that the way of the fist? That, like, white guy that made that campy it's Kung Fu film? 20, it's a 
2015 film. Oh, then never it's mind. On Netflix. It's only 30 minutes. What the fuck? It has something called Triceracop in it. <laughs> I don't know. I Like I said, I don't have the words. A cop goes back in time because Hitler is the grandmaster of Kung Fu. And it's made, they made it sound like a group of Swedish people made it, but it's so American that I don't believe them. Yeah. You're not selling this. I don't. <laughs> if you watched five seconds of the two will be speechless. I bet. And you won't know what to say about it. Except it's on like, Netflix. Okay. I'll consider it. <laughs> anyway. It's, I don't know what I did to myself with that one. <laughs> that sounds like something you would experience. <laughs> Just putting yourself... Make its way into the novel somehow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, I have to go to bed. I'm going to upload this tonight because we have an episode tomorrow. Okay, hopefully uh didn't piss anybody off. Sorry, Pope. I think you're pretty cool. Who? <laughs> yeah, because oh, he the listens, Pope. right? I mean, yeah, he's he's our biggest fan. I send him every episode through the mail on cassette, so I hope he listens at least. I really do like the new Pope. He's cool. Yeah, I mean, he's more basically or less. a socialist. <laughs> that, is, that's, that is a plus. <laughs> <laughs> If nothing else, but for pissing off all the Republicans like Rick Santorum that don't know how to respond. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's great. They couldn't even be, they can't even take a picture with them. That's the best part. (laughs) It's hilarious. (laughs) Just watching them, like, I, like, they, like, they used to root their bigotry in the Catholic Church, but now the Catholic Church has abandoned them. It was like, I, I'm a Christianity. I don't know. (laughs) They actually made the most new cardinals and bishops from South. America and South Africa now. Oh, wow. So now we're not the epicenter. Europe's not the epicenter. It's going to be the third world countries. I mean, like I said, he's a socialist and it's great. I don't know if South Africa is really a third world country. I mean, I know it has its problems lingering from apartheid, but. Maybe I should have said a different part of Africa. <laughs> so that's just what sprung to mind. Yeah, just the one with Africa in the title and <laughs> the name. I mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah. That general. Thanks for consenting to this after the fact. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I thought it'd be more fun just to talk to you and see where it went. Yeah, it's got places to go buy some things on the internet that'll help out something. Yeah. I get 30 cents for every dollar, so... Yeah, so hopefully you'll make 30 cents. <laughs> if I picked more than that, I would have actually lost money. <laughs> Really weird. Yeah, yeah they make you pay for the um, download uh, bandwidth, which can't be that much, but you know. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Well, I will talk to you later. All right. Cool. I'll talk to you. Bye. All right. Bye.